I think I think it's 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 great to have opinions from others, but I think being very stubborn with your idea is extremely important while being flexible on how to get there. So for me, like I knew I wanted to create a brand, a sustainable brand that is stylish and comfortable for kids and babies. And uh, but there's a million ways of getting there. Do you want to learn effective ways to build relationships, generate sales, and grow your business from successful entrepreneurs, startups, and CEOs without listening to a long, long, long interview? If so, you've come to the right place. Gresham Harkness values your time and is ready to share with you precisely the information you're in search of. This is the I Am CEO Podcast. Hello, hello, hello. This is Gresh from the I Am CEO podcast. I have a very special guest on the show today. I have Luis Yulakea of Moncor. Luis, it's great to have you on the show. Hi, Gresh. This is so nice um, to be here. Thank you for having me. Yes, I appreciate you taking some time out to talk about all the awesome things that you're doing. And of course, before we jumped into that, I wanted to read a little bit more about Luis so you could hear about some of those awesome things. And born in New York, Luis would spend her childhood days growing up in both New York and the south of France, where she studied and practiced ballet. In 2005, Luis went to Washington, D.C. to study finance at American University. And upon completing her degree, she returned to France to pursue her MBA at Essex Business School in Paris. After living in Dubai and Hong Kong, Luis returned to New York City. Since her return, New York has been graced with two of her restaurants under the Chef's Club's name. And in 2016, Luis decided to establish the Food Dreams Foundation with her family to pursue her philanthropic endeavor by helping students across education and jobs within the culinary industry. Since then, more than 60 students from every part of the world have been participating in the program. And after the birth of her first son in 2019, Luis decided to create a children's clothing brand that cares for the environment, respects the people making it, and that looks and feels good while being accessible for all. She set out to design clothes that would care for the planet and for the environment while also not compromising on the comfort, look, and feel of the clothes. After two years of research to perfect the best technologies and blends of materials to make earth-friendly clothes for kids, Moncor was born. Luis, excited to have you on. Are you ready to speak to the IMCO community? I am so excited. Again, thank you so much for having me. And, and this is an amazing platform. So very, very, very excited. Yes, it got even more amazing now that you're on the show and I we get to hear a little bit more about all the awesome things you're doing. But to kick it off, I wanted to rewind the clock, hear a little bit more on how you got started, what I touch on your CEO story. Yeah, so I, I you know, I, I come from a hospitality background, so I really didn't know anything about the fashion world until four years ago when I was pregnant with my first son. Uh, so I really what I knew was restaurant. I used to uh, to own and manage restaurants. And when I was pregnant with my son, Miran, I discovered um, a need in the market, a need of um, a clothing brand for kids that was both uh, sustainable, uh, that would look super cute, and at the same time, that was comfortable because as, as a first mom or just as a mom in general or parents, uh, we don't want to compromise, compromise on, the, on the comfort of the clothes. So I decided to, um, to start uh, the journey in really aligning all those value all together. Uh, and it took really about three years of R&D, of um, trial, of, um, of you know, putting all the inspiration together, of really finding my voice in regards to the, to the closing brand and how I would tell also the story, uh, not only on the design, but also on the branding, on the website, on all the different assets of, of the brand and really tell the story through the color palette, the logo, 
all of that fun stuff. And so about a year and a half ago, I launched Mon Coeur, both on direct to consumer as well as wholesale. And it's been really a beautiful journey. A year and a half uh, later, we are in about 60 stores uh, worldwide. Uh, we are both on our website as well as um, retail. So it's been, it's been amazing. I think uh, being a CEO of, and as well as a founder of this brand has been just the most amazing journey for me because as a mom, again, uh, I'm combining all the different things that I've been learning from my previous life, work life, if I can say it that way, as well as just putting all my love um, and consciousness of a mom and knowing what's needed for, for the kids. So it's been really amazing. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds like that too. And I, and I appreciate you so much in, in sharing that journey, the, the three years, you know, doing the R&D and all of those things and finding your voice, as you said, so well, because I think we don't sometimes see the behind the scenes. We'll see like a really, you know, successful clothing brand, all the awesome things that you're doing, but we don't kind of see the behind the scenes things of that process of how it manifests itself, but just the process that it takes to actually get it to where it is now. That's right. And also pandemic was right in the middle of when I launched. So really, um, it was very, you know, we had to be very flexible in our way of doing things because we were not, you know, we couldn't access to even models to fit the clothes. So I had to use my son to even like wear dresses and my husband is not aware of that because he would not be very happy. <laughs> but I really, really had to find ways of making it happen without without the resources that you can have on a regular time, you know, on a regular basis, because we were completely remote during the prime time for us of really again R and D and 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 trialing the clothes and the photo shoots and all of that. So it was it was definitely um, an experience on top of the regular experience of launching um, a company. Yeah, absolutely. You have to be flexible and definitely creative as well. It, it sounds like to be able to make sure that that comes to action. We'll make sure we won't send this over to your husband so you don't have anything you know, to worry about as well. But it, it, it's... <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I, I love that you said you, you found a need in the market because I almost feel like that's like synonymous with being entrepreneurial. And I know you had that background, but to be able to not just see that, you know, need in the market, but actually to create something, you know, I commend you for, for being able to kind of do that. Thank you. Yes, it's, um, it's, it's, I think it always starts, um, or most of the time it starts by being as a consumer, having that experience and saying that, okay, it's great. I'm a mom. I'm looking for the best, you know, closing solution for my kids. Absolutely love that. So I want to drill down a little bit more. I know you touched on your brand and, you know, what we can find on in retail and on your site. Could you take us through a little bit more on, you know, how you're serving your clients, how you're making that impact, how you're, you're doing all in, in better? Yes. Yeah, so we, we are, um, we wanted to, to, to develop really a brand that was accessible to um, really a large community of, of moms and dads uh, out there and not only in the US, but also in the international market. And so the way I developed it, it on the business level was really to make it as accessible as possible in regards to price point. Um, there is definitely a premium when you shop Monker because just like when you shop organic blueberries, you know, at the supermarket, uh, because of the making, because of the supply chain um, and the development of the clothes of Monker, which is made 100% in Portugal, uh, which was also very important for me to do is that sustainability on the material is one side of the business, but sustainability on, on who makes the clothes is also a very important point um, to, that was extremely, you know, for me, as important as the material. Uh, we decided to sell it in as many stores as possible. 
Um, so this is why in really in one year, we were able to really grow uh, and really cover the whole America. And now we are growing more and more and more. Uh, we just launched Neiman and Marcus about a month ago. Uh, so we're selling throughout the country in all the Neiman and Marcus. We're also selling online. Uh, we're selling in any specialty, uh, you know, uh, child store across America. And we're looking at increasing by 60% our growth by the end of um, this year. Uh, so it's been, it's been really a, a great journey. And obviously on our website uh, where we sell uh, well, worldwide, these international shipping. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you and sharing that. And, and I almost wonder if that's like part of the thing that does set you apart and makes you unique. I, I think sometimes when you think sustainability, you can sometimes get so caught up on the material. And obviously there's a place for that, but I don't think we can sometimes look at sustainability according to the journey and, and all those different factors. So I feel like you and, I, and the brand itself even has this ability to kind of understand the 360 degree, the holistic look at what that experience should be and not just say, oh, it should be that way, but actually produce produce and create that experience. Do you feel like that's part of your, your secret sauce and the thing you feel kind of sets you apart? Yes, I think so. I think, you know, there's a lot of um, companies, unfortunately, out there that um, that does the market, that the, does the sustainability angle really for marketing purpose. And uh, because it's like a cool thing to do right. or because, you know, we are green. And then really when you look and, deep, and, and take a deeper look at how it's made, then there's going to be only maybe 3% of recycled material included in the closing. And then it's made in, again, a country where it's, it's not really sustainable and where child labor is, is, is big. Um, so so that's something that upsets me very much because for us, of course, we market us as sustainable brand because that's what we are, but it's really part of our core. And, and we are the only 100% truly sustainable kids brand out there. Every closing, every piece of the clothes that we're making is made 100% from upcycle and recycled material. So our blends are uh, made of uh, dead stock cotton. So it's pre-consumer cotton that normally goes to landfill that um, there's so much waste in the fashion industry and there's so much cotton that when they cut in the factory to make shapes and to make collection, they don't know what to do with it, so they just dispose it to the landfill. So what we do is we collect those and we re-inject it into the making of our fabrics. Um, and, and, and we hope that more and more companies are going to do that because, again, there's so much that can be done with it. Instead of growing more cotton that use a tons of water, and by the way, when you see companies that use organic cotton, it's using even more uh, and water to make organic cotton. So yes, it's good in a way because it's not using any chemicals, but at the same time, it's using even more water. Uh, and at the same time, instead of doing that, you can use cotton that is already being produced. And yes, it takes more time. Uh, there's a cost associated with it, but at least you're saving, um, you're saving the planet from using too much water and it's not needed. So I think that that also differentiates us uh, very much because we are really truly doing it. Uh, we have all the certification, we have all the traceability, which is, is, is very important when you think and when you talk about sustainability in the closing industry. Absolutely. Appreciate that. So I wanted to uh, switch gears a little bit and I wanted to ask you for what I call a CEO hack. So this could be like an app, a book or a habit that you have, but what's something that makes you more effective and efficient? Um, I think for me, it's really trying to take a step back. Um, and, and that's something that I learned, you know, through some mistakes that I've done as, as, a, as a CEO and as a leader in, in the company, is that if I see myself too much in, 
you know, too much in the daily problems or daily challenges or daily just, you know, creativity and, and all that, it, it's hard for me to understand what I could do better, um, what, you know, the team could do better. So I, I implemented that and everybody is doing it. Even just little walks in the city where, you know, I take one-on-one, -on -one, my director of operation, my manager uh, of, of the design, and we just take walks and we go grab a coffee, uh, we go to park and we talk about other things even than the business or, and then we get back at it with some ideas. And so I think for, for me, it's been very important to take a big step back um, and not get caught with the daily things that it's then I don't, I don't see myself as efficient and as creative in ideas of making Moncoeur better uh, from inside and out. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what would you consider to be what I like to call a CEO nugget? It's a little bit more word of wisdom or piece of advice. I like to say it might be something you would tell your younger business self if you were to hop into a time machine. Being stubborn with your idea is very important, I think, um, because you get a lot of you know um, opinions and I did myself also in both my businesses, whether it was when I had restaurants or even when I started Moncoeur, uh, people, you know, challenge your ideas, um, doubt your ideas. And it's good also because it makes you rethink it. It makes you um, even more eager to do it. Or maybe you understand that maybe it is not such a good idea and you should do it things differently. So I think I think, I think it, it's, it, it's great to have opinions from others, but I think being very stubborn with your idea is extremely important while being flexible on how to get there. So for me, like I knew I wanted to create a brand, a sustainable brand that is stylish and comfortable for kids and babies. And, um, but there's a million ways of getting there. And the way I thought it initially on how to get there and also when I would get there, timing wise of things, it's completely different on how I got there. Um, so along the way, the journey changed a lot with pandemic, pandemic arrived. So I had to take a different turn, um, challenges, financial challenges. There's so many different challenges in the journey of being a CEO and being a, a founder of a brand. And uh, so that's why I like to call it being stubborn while being flexible with your with how to get there. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So what would you consider to be your answer to my absolute favorite question, which is the definition of what it means to be a CEO? We're all now different quote unquote CEOs on this show. So Louise, what does being a CEO mean to you? For me, CEO um, is really, um, you know, definition of, of leadership. Uh, absolutely. I think it's, it's, um, it's really regrouping everybody together and working towards that goal. And for us, you know, um, Moncari is, is making the best closing option for kids and and it's reminding people of why we do that and how we can do it better. Um, and I think that's that's really about leadership um, completely, 100%. It's, um, it's also bringing uh, the community together, the working community together. Um, it's uh, making sure that there's a cohesion and a culture of, of um, among all the people working for you and that they really feel inspired by, by, by what you do, by the brand and just getting them excited every day, excited to come to the office or coming to Zoom. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, Louise, truly appreciate that definition. And of course, I appreciate your time even more. So what I want to do now is pass you the mic, so to speak, just to see if there's anything additional that you can let our readers and listeners know. And of course, how best people can get a hold of you, find about all the awesome things you're going to be working on. Yeah, so you, you can um, reach out to us through our website, um, which is moncoeur.com, on our Instagram handle, uh, which is at shopmoncoeur. 
Yeah, absolutely. I definitely hold you to that. And I truly appreciate all the awesome things that you're doing and, and the things you're bringing to light again, making things possible that sometimes people say that they can't be possible. I think that's a true you know, definition of a trailblazer and an entrepreneur. So thank you so much for doing that. Of course, your time today. And I hope you have a phenomenal rest of the day. Thank you, Grish. You as well. Thank you for listening to the I Am CEO podcast powered by CB Nation and Blue 16 Media. Tune in next time and visit us at imceo.co. IMCEO is not just a phrase, it's a community. Check out the latest and greatest apps, books, and habits to level up your business at ceohacks.co. This has been the IMCEO Podcast with Gresham Harkless Jr. Thank you for listening.